Pass. Can you believe it? It hasn't happened at Fenway Park for 95 years. Fires. Swing and a miss. Strike three. It's over. The Red Sox have won the world championship. Tune in to the newest show presented by Clovercrest Media. It's Obi's Backstop Podcast. Catch it twice a week, every Red Sox series finale on your favorite podcast platform. The college football season is coming back, and we got you covered on every game. We're breaking it down on each snap all season long. Catch us every week starting on August 4th. Joe McGuire, Sean Scanlon, Jace Garcia, and yours truly, Obi Muniz, giving you the highlights, predictions, and current rankings. Visit our website at hhwshow.com and subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's all four downs, part of the CMG Sports Podcast Network. today no special hey welcome to speaking at Rio. but you know what it's good because it's wednesday night there's no carlos we're not coming from clearwater florida we're coming from miami florida today so you know what thank you for joining us guys if you like what you see please share us re you know click share like whatever you got to do to it you know so this week um, we're going to continue our conversation of mental health. Last week, we spoke about Simone Biles and her issues with, with her mental status. But you know what? She she did overcome that, and she placed a, bra- a bronze medal on the on the ballot. She, she overcame what she went through. She, she was open and what happened to her. She had a... Um, her aunt on her father's side passed away, and you know what? That kind of plays the psyche with your mind. But she was a- she was able to overcome it, and you know what? She did really, really good on it. You know, so I mean, by all means, it is what it is. Um, but we're gonna really dive deep today. I have a, a special guest with me today, by the name of Nicole Perez. She um, she has a real epic story on her mental health status she's one that you know as she's going to be talking i'm going to show you guys pictures on her transformation from where she was when i met her back i think uh 2015 2016 to where she's at today you know nicole thank you for over here you know that the floor is all yours you know pretty much (laughs) Discuss your psyche and everything else, you know. Hi, thank you for having me. So, um, my I have quite a few uh, things that have happened in my life, and I I think it's not until I got to the point where I am today to make me realize that my mental health was pretty bad. 
um, growing up, I was always, you know, a heavy set child and Cuban family. If you know Cuban families, you know, you always have a large meal on the table, a Cuban, you know, loaf of Cuban bread, and you can't get up from the table till you finish your food. And whatever you could grab and eat, even after that unhealthy big meal, you had to have a dessert, right? Because you had to have something sweet at the end of it. Um, and I struggled a lot with weight as a kid. And I got bullied in elementary school about my weight. And then let's fast forward a little bit to becoming a teenager. Uh, my mom got very ill with cancer. It was like overnight. You know, she woke up in the middle of the night with pain, went to the hospital, found out that she had terminal cancer. They told her she had six months to a year to live and she lived four months. And I watched that battle that my mom went through and she was strong, right? Like she said, I'm going to beat this and um, I'm going to be the case where I beat cancer because this was back in 1998 where they didn't have a lot of research and they don't have all the things that they have now for cancer. And she was the guinea pig and she did all kinds of things to the point where she got burns from the inside out. She couldn't speak anymore. Her skin got so swollen that she couldn't even get up when she attempted to sit on the toilet, her skin would get stuck. I mean, it was pretty bad. Burns throughout her entire mouth that she couldn't speak. And her last two weeks in the hospital, I couldn't see her. I was a teenager, I was 15, um, because I got sick with strep throat and they didn't allow me to see her. So I didn't get to see her for that time. And I remember clearly being in my room by myself as a teenager because my dad would stay overnight with her. I remember pretending that I was sleeping because I heard somebody opening the door like at three o'clock in the morning and I knew I was supposed to be in bed because I had school the next day and I could have sworn I heard her walking in through that door. I heard her sandals and it was actually my uncle, my sister and my father to tell me that she passed away. And that was hard for me. That was really hard for me. I went down a very dark path um, because I couldn't understand why I was going through that. I couldn't understand why I lost my mother and I turned to drugs and I turned to alcohol and I was in a very dark mental place and I didn't know how to get out of that. And my escape was drugs. My escape was alcohol because I didn't have to feel, I didn't have to think. I didn't have to go through all the emotions that I was going through. And it was one day that I was in high school and I decided to go to the front of the school and do drugs and I got caught by the principal. And I think that that was the best thing that ever happened to me because he took me, he caught me, he took me straight to the counselor's office and I began to just vomit, vomit, you know, mentally I just let go and I started profusely crying and vomiting everything. And they were like, whoa, whoa, we need to get you help. Something is not right, right here. Well, let me, let me cut you off a minute. I yeah. think, um, and I have a group of kids that like to listen to me on YouTube, and I know they're on somewhere. You know, um, going back to to your child part, you know, it's kind of, you know, we have kid, we as kids, we go through different emotions, yeah. different things happen. You know, whether it's a death of a parent, whether a parent goes, you know, wherever they go, you know, for whatever, whether your dad is missing, whether your you know, whether your mom's just not a good mom or you have a bad parent, you know, what, 
what do you tell kids nowadays? You know, what would you tell, you know, kids nowadays, you know, in that case where, hey, you know, you feel like all hope is gone? I say you reach know. out, talk to someone. That's where I failed. I didn't talk to anybody because I felt like nobody understood what I was going through, that I was the only person out here going through that. And that was, I was so wrong. Sorry. Oh, it's all right. We have dogs. It's a live show, people. I apologize. No, don't worry um, about it. So um, I felt like nobody would understand me. Nobody would understand the dark place that I was in. And I was so wrong. I, I, I was so wrong. And that's one of the things that I was starting to get at, that I got put into a counseling group with kids that were my age that were either A, going through similar situations or something different. A parent was missing because of a divorce or they just up and left or their parent was never there or they lost them to a death or their parents were alcoholic or abusive. And to know that there was other people going through similar or worse things that I was going through and that I could reach out and have a conversation with them, that to me is what saved me because you think that you're alone and you're not. And the community of these people is key to knowing that they're there, that you could speak to them, that they support you. So I would say, don't suffer in silence, reach out. There are so many things out there to help you and people are wanting to help you and get you through that, that you don't have to do it alone. That's and real good. Sorry, go ahead. No, yeah, I think um, one of the best things for just kids or anybody in general, you, you have to reach out if you don't, feel comfortable reaching out to your parents, reach out to an uncle, reach out to an aunt, reach out to your parents' friends. You know, sometimes, yep. you know, we don't, we as kids, we don't listen to our parents. I mean, I know I barely listen <laughs> to my parents, you know. We think so, our parents don't know. They don't know. Right. And, <laughs> you know, we, we don't, we don't realize it until we're older that our parents know a lot more than what we give them credit for. You know, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, continue with your story. That's, yeah. I'm dying to dive. I'm dying, dying to just dive in deep. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah, going back to the, the two years that I spent in, um, counseling with other kids, I mean, till today, they're still some of my friends. Unfortunately, I've lost some of them to death because they just continued on the wrong path. Some of them are in jail, but most of them are still my friends today. And we are on the other side of this, right? And I'm so thankful that that happened to me, that I got to be in that group with people that I could just connect with and just talk to and just let go of everything that was in my mind that I thought I was the only one. Like, you think that you're in this place and you can't talk to somebody about it because you're like, this is really dark and they're not going to understand. And that's the complete opposite. There's so many people going through that and worse that they understood me, that they helped me to understand why I was feeling that way, why I was going through that mentally. And that was so helpful for me. And what happened is as I was going through that process, I'm an emotional person, right? And when I let go of the drugs and the alcohol, I turned to food. And food was my go-to, whether I was happy, whether I was sad, whether I was mad, it was food. And I gravitated to food. And that's where I began to just get heavier and heavier and heavier. And I managed to get to, I want to say I was like 280 pounds, 295 around there. 
And I worked at Baptist Hospital and they had this program for employees that was called My Unlimited Potential that helped you to learn about food and, you know, how to exercise. And I went through this program. It was free for employees as long as you qualified for it. And I lost 109 pounds. Great. But the one thing that that program didn't teach me is my mental health. Uh, the other thing it didn't teach me is um, how to handle stress. It didn't teach me all of that. So what happened? Yes, I lost 109 pounds, super great, but my mental health wasn't there. And my stress level was out of this world that I ended up gaining that weight back and more because I didn't know how to control what was going on mentally. And at work and at home. So I ended up getting to 325 pounds and I was back in this dark place. Although it wasn't the dark place that I was in when my mother passed away, it was just a different dark place, right? Where everybody saw happy-go-lucky Nicole, but in reality, I wasn't happy-go-lucky. I was very miserable. I was depressed. I was consistently bashing myself. I didn't have anything nice to say to myself. I was always, you know, talking bad to myself. Going shopping? Oh, my God, let's not even go there. That was misery. You would invite me somewhere, and I would make up an excuse. I would tell my husband, no, we can't go because this is happening. Or, oh, because we got a new puppy, we can't go. Oh, because I have to cook tonight. Like, every excuse possible because... I didn't want to have to go shopping. I didn't want to have to be in that dressing room crying in the mirror because things didn't fit because I had to get to a 4X because that's the size of a shirt I was wearing or I had to get a pant size between 26 and 28. And I didn't want to do that anymore. So I would just lie. Oh, I have this going on. I can't make it. And there's so many activities and so many things that I didn't do because I was in such a dark, miserable place. Uh, my husband had to deal with me crying all the time, pains and aches in my body. I have arthritis. Um, I broke my kneecap and my tendons in my knee, so I had knee surgery. This was back in 2002. I have arthritis like a 70-year-old woman in both of my knees and my feet. So with all that heavy weight, that didn't help. So that was very miserable for me that I'm in my 30s and it takes me 30 minutes to get out of bed because I have to sit up. I have to stretch. I have to stand up and warm up my body just to even walk to the bathroom. You know, and I'm walking around like a 70-year-old woman. And mind you, there's 70-year-old women out there that are were in way better shape than I was and can get up and run. I couldn't even do that. Going up a flight of stairs, I was out of breath. At this point, my youngest son was playing football. To keep up with those kids, I was a team mom, and it was hard. Like, being out there in those hot I, days. I think misery. that was when we met. That yes, when that we is met. when we met, right? No. When I got I, – I, I was in a bad place, but you didn't see that because I always showed no. you happy-go-lucky. Yeah, you know, from, from the time that I met you to the time, you know, to now, you've always been that happy-go-lucky, you, you know – you would have thought that there was nothing ever wrong with Nicole. You know, Nicole was, hey, yeah, let's go. I mean, let me tell you, I, I, I learned real quick not to piss you off. <laughs> you know, because, oh, you will snap. You know, <laughs> but, but, you know, at the same time, it's, you, you hit it very well. I think, you know, yeah. when people are, are going through, you know, their own, their own demons inside, you know, you, you do, you do tend to hide it, 
Yeah. You know, and you, you know, but when you're alone, you know, I think that's when it, it really kind of, I want to say settle in, maybe that's mm-hmm. not the word, but where reality, there we go, where reality More reality. Mm-hmm. You know, and you look at yourself and you're like, man, what the hell am I doing? What's going on? You know, I, you're not happy in your own skin. Yeah. You know, I mean, I use, I use in your case, weight. Just because of how, you know, from the time that I met you to now, I mean, it's like, wow, totally different. Alex, don't get jealous, <laughs> you know, but, you know, hey, you're, you're, you're banging, you know, it's like, damn, you know, it's like, damn, Nicole, really? Hey. Wow. Wh- where have you been? You know, <laughs> and, you know, so it's one of those things where you, yeah. you know, your case was weight. you know, I know with other people it's just things with other things in life. Yeah. You know. And, and and that's that's the scary part, right? That you see this happy go lucky person and you don't you don't know. You don't know what everybody's going through. So that's why I've always and I've learned that on this journey that I've been on and that I'm still on, right? Is you don't know what people are going through. You know, so you have to be careful how you treat others. You have to be careful how you judge other people because although they have that beautiful smile on their face, although their Facebook or their IG shows them glowing, deep down inside, they may be dying. And that's what was happening to me. You know, I was seriously inside dying. And the only person who really knew what I was going through was my husband because, you know, he sat there through the dark times. And even at that, there were even darker times that I locked myself alone that he didn't see. Uh-huh. And and that some people don't know how to get out of that. And that's the scary part that it's important that you do reach out to somebody, no matter who it is. Reach out to a friend, like like you were saying earlier, Frank, to a family member, to a friend, or even to a professional. But reach out because I promise you that is going to make a difference. And kind of that's what started for me, right? I realized I got to a point where I was like, enough is enough. And I actually went and said, okay, I think the only thing that's going to help me is to go get a procedure done. I was going to do the sleeve. I went through the whole process. I did all the research. I met with the doctor. I went through the consultation. You have to go through like a therapy session. You have to do all these things. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. And I was on the way to pick up my son from school one day and I parked in the parking lot and I couldn't get off the car and I just had a breakdown like a massive meltdown. I couldn't breathe. And I called my sister like hysterical. And I'm like, I can't do this. And she's like, what are you talking about? I'm like this procedure, I can't do it. Because if I don't learn how to control my mouth, if I don't learn how to get healthy up here, it doesn't matter what procedure I do. It doesn't matter. I'm never going to get out of this. I need to figure out up here what to do and how to control this because the procedure is not going to help me. And I think that that was my breakthrough where I began to do some personal development. And that's what I lacked the first time around when I lost weight is personal development. It's up here. Everything starts here. If you tell yourself you can't do it, you're not going to do it. If you tell yourself you're not worthy, you're not worthy. Whatever you tell yourself, that's what you are going to be, right? So 
I began to work on my personal development and my mental health. I began to read, and and I'm not talking about just you know books on um, mindset. I'm talking about anything that helped me to empower me and realize my worth and realize that yes, I am important and I mean something. And it doesn't matter where I'm at in my life. I am worthy and I am worth it all. You know, and the minute that that switched is when everything began to change for me. And then I started focusing on, okay, I have to focus on me first. Be a little selfish and that's okay, right? Because if I don't take care of me mentally, physically, spiritually, how can I provide for my husband? How can I provide for my children? And how can I provide for anybody else? And I'm the type of person that I love to help. And I was always helping everybody, but I was leaving myself in the back burner. And you burn out. And that's what was happening to me. So I had to make that change. And that's okay. People have to understand that you need to fill your cup up first before you can do anything for anybody else. And right. that's when it changed for me. So, you know, we have uh, Catherine Nicole saying, do you think that seeing a therapist, they only want to give, give, give you drugs? I, th I think um, so seeing a therapist. I know that a lot of, you know, I think depending on the type of therapist, mm -hmm. you know, if they're really caring and they really want to to um, make you better, I think, well, you know what, hold on a minute, Let's, let me do this. Did you ever go see a therapist or did you just kind of deal with things on your own and kind of you motivated yourself? I never saw a therapist. The only counseling that okay. I did was in high school with my counselor and the group of kids that I was with in those two years that I went through that. That's right. the only professional help um, that I seeked. Okay, uh, now let me ask you something else. Did the counselor ever say that maybe you needed to go on any type, type of pills or anything or no? No. No? All right. No. I mean, I think school counselors are a little different. They are a little know, different. But I know that a, a lot of therapists, especially when they – when people deal with mental health, I mean, mm -hmm. you know what? I, I, sh I should have started the show like this. There's, there's two things here. You got meta mental health and you have mental, mental illness. Illness. Correct. Okay. Illness. You definitely need medication health. I think it's more of, Hey, let's talk things out. You know, let's see where you're at, you know, and, and then, you know, it just takes you from there. You know, so I kind of, I see it as, you know, there's several different ways to to handle each and every situation. No, I you absolutely know, I, agree with you. It, it yeah. it's, it's, there's a difference, right, between a psychologist and um, a therapist. There's also a difference in exactly what you said, the mental illness versus mental health. And the professionals are going to be the ones to be able to tell the difference um, not everybody needs medication. And I would advise that if you do go see a professional and you feel like they're trying to push medication on you, I would get another opinion and I would go somewhere else because not everybody needs to be medicated. Only those that have that illness. Look, actually your, your, your husband's, you know, big on the comment section. This is hard to hear from my wife of 17 years and to know I wasn't able to help in any way, but to support her to support her however she needed me. You know, that's one of the things, you know, and hey, look, Alex, 
has supported you and your craziness. All the way. You know, I mean, I think he's a little cuckoo himself, you know. <laughs> but hey, look, he, he supports you. And a, a, a lot of times you need that support system. You know, you it do. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's, you know, if it's something tiny, you know, or, you know, weight loss or is or if it's a death of a parent or a loved one. You know, you, you always need some type of support at home. Absolutely. That, that a therapist will not be able to give you that at home. I agree. And one of the things that I learned, um, I actually was in a training. And one of the things that they said that stood out to me, because it's what happened to me without me realizing, is sometimes we have to borrow other people's beliefs because we don't believe in ourselves. But we borrow somebody else's belief until we believe in ourselves. And I think that that's what happened with me. My husband saw it in me, what I didn't see. And he always told me, you're capable of doing this. You're capable of whatever you want. You're made for greatness. And I didn't see that. And sometimes, I'm not going to lie to you, sometimes now I still don't see it. I'm better now than I ever was before. And I do see now that I'm worthy of these things, um, but I'm still a work in progress. I'm not perfect, right? And because I borrowed his belief in me, I was able to make that change and say, you know what? I do have it in me. If they can do it, I can do it. Meaning anybody out there can do this. Why can't I? They're human flesh just like me. If they can get out of whatever situation they are, I can get out of whatever situation I am. If they can lose the weight, I can lose the weight. If they can have financial freedom, I can have financial freedom. Like, why is it any different? We're the same. We're human beings. We're made out of blood, flesh, bones, and skin. Why not? And it was me borrowing his belief and his support and him pushing me all the time when I was down and didn't want to do it is what made me get on the track that I'm on today. So it's so important to have that support. Community whether it's your family at home, whether it's your best friend, or you have a community, that group of women, like I have a group of women that I work with all the time. Um, Liz, Frank being your sister, she's phenomenal. She is a major, plays a major role in my success and in my journey. And community is key. I cannot stress that enough. And which is why I will say it again, reach out, speak to someone. I promise you, like, there are people out there that are waiting with open arms saying, oh, my God, you're going through what I'm going through? Like, I didn't know. And all of a sudden, you create this support of people, and you guys are getting through it together. That's the beauty of it. Yes, it is. I, I think, um, again, support is the key, you know, and um, and it's the best thing to, to have, you know. Yeah. So I, it's again, if you don't have that support, you got to find that support somewhere. You know, again, it's like, it's like we said earlier, talk, talk. you know, you'll be surprised. You'll be surprised who's, who will listen. You know, sometimes just talking to just a complete stranger, mm -hmm. you know, just, man, you know, my day's horrible. You know, it's like. I hit a tree, my dog died, I don't know what I'm going to do, you know, yeah. and that person right there will just tell you, hey, you know what, this is what you could do, take yeah. a deep breath, sit down, sometimes they tell you have a beard, I don't suggest that, <laughs> you know, when you're down and out, I, I don't suggest alcohol, 
You know, I mean, look, I'll tell you something. Um, Ovi Moniz, all right, he's an army buddy of mine. All right, backstory on him. When I met him, I was in a low point. He, I don't think he really realized it at the time, how low of a point in life I was. I, I, I kept to, I kept it to myself, you know. But I, I was in a real low point in my life, and just hanging out with him, and just we started going up and down, you know. Just I, I didn't live in his house, but I kind of lived. I mean, I, I went home to my house, but I spent more time at his than I did mine. Just being around him and just talking to him, yeah. you know, got me out of my rut, you know, and, and that's what we need at times, you know. Yeah, you don't even realize that just having that person there and just talking, you you don't even realize, but the change begins to happen, right? And until you get into a clear space and in a better place, you realize, oh, my God, like this person was my savior, like they saved my life. So don't ever hold back and just talking to somebody because you, you don't even know how you could potentially change or save that person's life. Even by you just walking by and putting a smile on your face and smiling at somebody, you change their day completely. Look, um, Leo the goat. I feel like giving something or someone is simple yeah. Okay, hold on, Leo. I got, I got to, I got to decipher what you're putting here. You're, you're writing like I write, man. Come on, that's not good. I, I feel like, I feel like giving somebody a simple smile to a stranger can make their day much better. I mm -hmm. think that's what he wanted to say there. I had to skip some words, <laughs> but yeah, Leo, you know what? You're right. You know, sometimes that's that's what it is. You know, you give somebody a simple smile instead of, you know, they say hi. And like we all do in Miami, no one wants to talk to anybody. But, you know, what? No. someone says, hi, hey, be nice. Hey, hi, how are you? You know what? That could go a long way. Nobody knows what demons are in behind that person. Exactly. You know. And even like you were saying, Frank, even, you know, people that don't say hi, you have no idea that you said hello, you put a smile. Maybe they didn't. Maybe they just shrugged their shoulders and kept walking. But you have no idea how you changed that person. Although that person was angry, shrugged their shoulders and kept walking, their mind is like, wow, you know, that person smiled at me or that person's having a good day. Right. Well, let's see here. Alex. Alex is saying that's a topic that us men need to touch base on. As men, we feel worthless or less of a man because we have this perspective that someone's going to judge us or point the figure and say he's not a real man. Um, I'm going to kind of disagree on that one with you, Alex, and I'm going to tell you why. Number one, I don't need nobody to, to tell me who I am, you know, I, or make me feel worthless. I am the man I am. And the, there's a handful of people in my life that could tell me I'm wrong and I'll listen. Um, and that, you know, and, or judge me and, and I'll listen and that's, and that's mainly my parents, you know, so somebody, you know, somebody out there from the streets that doesn't really know me or a coworker to me, I wouldn't, that mean, that's just me, you know, let's see. And then over here comes out with Frank, I agree with Alex in a certain way. There are men 
who are weak-minded. Correct. I think I think that boils down to to the weak-minded individuals. I mean, I'm not weak-minded, and I know Alex. At least from what I know of Alex, I know he's not really he's not really weak-minded either. You know, but I mean, we all have our demons and we have our issues. Again, this is based on what I've experienced with friends or people I've come across, how they feel they'll be looked at. Um, Alex, I'll tell you this uh, from what I, you know, if it's, you know, your friends or people that you've come across, then those are people in my mind, I don't know them. So I'm just speaking generally, you know, they they're weak minded, you know, and you, you know, you have to be a strong individual you know, to kind of know how to maybe accept criticism and know when you're being judged. You know, and to me, again, I don't care who you are, unless you're my parents or my sister, you're not going to judge me. And and now no. that we're talking about this topic, you know, this is something that I am experiencing and a lot of the people that are part of my community um, are going through it too. When you start to change into a better you, right? When you start to work on you and you become your priority and you start to change, I want you to understand that there's going to be people out there that are not going to understand that. There's going to be people out there that are going to judge you and that is okay. That doesn't mean that you're doing anything wrong. I want you to know that that is a-okay. That means that as you go through this journey and this path, there's going to be people that are going to remove out of your way. There's going to be new people that are coming to your life. People are meant to be a part of our lives for a season or forever. And, and we have to understand that, that some people were meant to be there for a little while and then they're gone and they, their purpose was met and that's it. So people are going to judge you and people are going to move on. Don't think that you have done anything wrong. You continue on the path of working on you, getting stronger, working on yourself and in your mind that the right people who are meant to be there to support you and be with you will be there. Everyone else doesn't matter. I completely agree, but uh, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, guys, check out this, um, this show that it's been around, you know, they're coming back and they're going to be back on tomorrow at seven o'clock. Check them out. Ovi Munoz is on there. It's all four downs. We'll be right back. The college football season is coming back, and we got you covered on every game. We're breaking it down on each snap all season long. Catch us every week starting on August 4th. Joe McGuire, Sean Scanlon, Jace Garcia, and yours truly, Obi Muniz, giving you the highlights, predictions, and current rankings. Visit our website at hhwshow.com and subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's all four downs, part of the CMG Sports Podcast Network. Hey guys, check them out tomorrow, 7 o'clock. They're going to air on Thursdays. My boy, Ovi Muniz, with the HHW show. He has that one. He has all four downs. So you know what? Check them out tomorrow. So anyways, going back into uh, Nikki Battle, as I call it. You know. Um, so what was it we left off there? No, I was talking about, you know, when you start to change and you start to become the person within, right? This is another thing that I learned in the training that I was in. We all have a 2.0 inside of us. 
um, that eventually comes out. Our true, true self comes out. And when that person starts to come out, there's going to be some people that are not going to be a part of your life. And that is okay. You continue to work on you. You continue to be stronger. You continue to fill your cup. Don't let that stop you. I completely agree. I mean, look, in life, people come and go. People stay. You know, people come for a reason. People come for a little while. Okay? Not not everybody stays friends forever. Some people do. Some people don't. No. You know? But I, I'm a firm believer that people walk into your life for, for something, you know, to, to help you or whatever it is. You know, at that given moment in time. No. You know? And, um, I mean, when you start changing... You know, you have to gotta evolve. And unfortunately, some people don't like to change. And they'd be like, oh, man, who, this, who is this guy? Mm-hmm. You know, he's not the person we knew. You know, he's not, he's not, he's not smoking out with us anymore. He's not doing this. Mm-hmm. He's not doing the drugs. What's wrong with him? No, you know what? It's that he leveled up. Up. Yep. Okay. And that's what happens. I think, um, you know... A little on me, and I think, you know, you met me, I was pretty much, my life was a mess. <laughs> you know, my life was a mess. I remember. You know, and um, I was drinking every day. It didn't matter. You know, um, my friends got me through it. You know, my, my alcohol got me through it. You know, it wasn't the right I was not on the right path, you know, but when I decided to say, okay, that's it, enough is enough, you know, my buddy that I'm still friends with today, he's like, all right, you're done. Yeah. All right. We'll party a different way now. Mm-hmm. And those are friends. Those are people that I consider family nowadays. You know, they're there, you know, they were there for me at my lowest, you know, we partied and we partied hard, but when enough was enough. Uh, you know, you got to get out of that mental state. You got to get out of that depression state. Yeah. You know, I got out. And when I said, hey, that's it. I, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. You know, at least not until I'm back who I am. And that's exactly what it was. And you know what? Did I lose friends along the way? Yes. You know, so. Yeah. That's exactly and, what it is. And to talk about. Um, your friends who were there supporting you, right? And your friends who were there for you. And when it was time to do the party, they partied hard with you. And when it was time for you to flip the switch, they flipped the switch with you. They were there supporting you. And that's what I want. I want to talk about a little bit about for those of you that are on the other end, that you're supporting that person who needs the help, that you're the listening ear. Don't force them. Understand and just listen. Go through the waves with them because no matter what, the change is not going to happen until it it is in them when they hit that switch where they say enough is enough. I can't tell you how many people kept telling me you need to lose weight. You need to stop eating that. You need to exercise. You need to, oh my God, you're so fat. Que gorda. Like that's the first thing they would say the minute they would see me. Not hello. Haven't seen you in a while. It was, wow, you're so big from the last time I saw you. When are you going to diet? What that did was push me to eat more. Right. That didn't make me say, oh yeah, you're right. I got to start exercising. That didn't help me. So be careful and just be the listening ear 
and be there for them that when you see that they make that switch, be there to support them through that process. But it has to be within themselves when they say enough is enough. No, definitely. I think, you know, I mean, I'm sure those are the same people that might be that might see you now and be like, you're not eating. <laughs> you, you don't look that healthy. What's wrong with you? You what know, do I mean, you mean you stop eating at 6.30? What? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guarantee you that's, that's, that's <laughs> you know, and, you know, sometimes you're stuck with those people because they're, they're probably family, <laughs> you know, but when, again, when you don't have friends that support your, your path, they're not friends. Yeah. You know, and family... No, I'm going to retract what I'm going to say because you could, you can't exchange your family, but you could keep them there. You know, they're family, but you know what? I choose not to hang out with you because why? Because I don't need that negativity. Negativity. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, look at yourself in the mirror and analyze who's really standing behind you. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's, that's what I say, you know, to people, it's not everybody that says they're your friends are your friends. Let's yeah. see, Catherine, here comes. So true. Don't be blunt, be caring. Listen, don't judge. Everyone has di- different battles. And you know what? Catherine said yeah. it right. You know, she everybody sure did. has different battles in life. You know, nobody knows what, you know, no one knows what that battle is. I mean, when I was, you know, one thing I learned when I was working at the airport, you know, and I was, I was a manager out there and you really don't know what's going on with your employees at home. Mm-hmm. You know, to me, work, you know, like in my case, for me, work was my escape from my home life. You know, everything I had going on at home, that was my escape goal. And I worked a lot. You know, to stay away from home. But yeah. just like I had those issues, that person behind me, that person that works for me could have those issues. So you can't belittle somebody like that. You know, you can't blah, 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 because you know what? They might blow up. Nobody knows what goes on. Yeah. So at the end, you got to sit there, okay, be respectful and listen. And it goes a long way. You know, so, yeah. and, so anyways, going on to your journey still. I think we're probably halfway there, if that. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> um, well, where did I leave off? I think it's finally when I said enough is enough and I made mm-hmm. that switch and I started working on my personal development and my mental health and told myself because you feel like you're being selfish and you feel like it's not okay. And it is okay. I have to do this for me in order for me to help and give others and my family, right? So I made myself a priority and there's no exceptions. Like... I make it a point to get up before my family does. That way I don't take time away from them. And that time is dedicated to just me. It's me to do my personal development, to read my book, um, to meditate, to do yoga, whatever it is. Um, I take my pre-workout, I do my workout. And by the time I'm done and getting ready to shower, then my family begins to get up. And I have already worked on me. I feel great. My day has started off right. And I don't take anything away from them. And now my family gets to have the full me, a happy me. 
not the person who was always run down, out of gas, always in the back burner. I mean, let's keep it real, like to the point where I would always tell my husband, don't worry about me. Let's get this stuff for the kids. And my husband would do the same. We'd be like with holes in our box in his boxers and my underwears and our bra, you know, and my socks. And it was like, we just worry about the kids. No, like we got to the point where we were like, enough is enough. No, we're not going to have any more holes. And I know some of you out there have had the same problem. Okay. <laughs> like we're not going to do that anymore. We're going to take care of ourselves because we also have kids that are watching us. Right. And they need to, we're they're watching us whether you believe it or not they're listening in and they're watching everything you do so when they see you struggling and dragging ass every day they think that that's okay and they think that that's life right and i want to show them something different so they see that we get up every day and that i push play on my workout and that i work on my personal development and i'm always striving to do better and i'm always striving to do something more and that my husband is busting his ass every day for them like they see that and now they come to us when we're kind of falling off track. Hey, but you're supposed to be doing this and you're supposed to be that. Like, I'm amazed because I've realized that they've watched me through this process. And now they're helping me anytime I fall off track to get back on to the point where my oldest son has now lost 50 pounds. Yes, I saw a picture of him. I was like, wow, he's lost weight. But, you know, yeah. I, I want to go into this picture real quick. You know, and I, I stalked your Facebook. I stole your pictures. <laughs> you know, um, I put a rainbow on Alex. Alex, I love you anyways. You know, just just alone by looking at this picture, your smile alone is different. Yeah. Okay. On, on the left side, you have a kind of like saying, yeah, I got to take this fucking picture. You know, I don't feel like taking it. Oh, yeah. I got to take it. Then you're you're look, reading my mind perfect in that picture. Okay. And here on the right, you're looking at like, damn, you know what? I look good. I'm going to take this picture. <laughs> All right. There is nobody in the world that's going to go ahead and just, bam. Yeah. You know, <laughs> knock me off my horse. You know, so again, I, you know, a picture says a thousand words. Some words. I, I want to say I met you like this more or less you know yeah. i i i went about a year without seeing you and i think it was like when you had first started your journey yeah you know where where i saw you and i was like oh my god <laughs> you know you see look lena says it wow your weight loss before and after is is insane that's thank amazing. you yes it's you know? it's 140 pounds you know, I so, lost the person. <laughs> no, you definitely did. I, I mean, listen. I mean, you, you were big, yeah. you know. And look, you know what? We're, this is somebody here that doesn't even know know you or even know your story just from what you're talking about. I can see the confidence through the second picture. <laughs> you know. Yes. You know, so I mean, go figure. I mean, look, you're getting praised all over the place. Thank you, That's thank so you. True. I've always taken care of everyone else. I don't know how to do it for me. You see, some people yeah, don't that, know how that, to do it for themselves. And that that's exactly, you know? Catherine, that's the exact battle that I was in, right? That I always did for everybody else. Everybody else came first and I was always in the back burner. And the one who really made me realize that the most was my husband. He would always tell me, what about you? 
It can't always be about me or the kids or this or your job or that. What about you? He was the one that would always tell me. And I'd be like, no, it's okay. It's okay. I would always just push it and push it because I had to keep giving and doing for others. And I'm telling you, it wasn't until I did that switch mentally that and I started to focus on my mental health that that change happened. And I started to say, oh, my God, he was right. Yeah, I, I need to do for me first. There's nothing wrong with that. And we all think that there's something wrong that, oh, we're going to take away from our kids or we're taking away from our family. They're not going to get the 100% you if you don't take care of you. You know, and I noticed that as well because I was bashing, like I would come home angry and mad and screaming at my kids. And my kids were like, what's wrong with you? Why are you always screaming? Like, what did we do wrong? They dropped the spoon on the floor and I was already flipping out, you know, screaming and taking it out on my husband or, you know, why? Because I was so unhappy and miserable and I was taking it out on them, you know? So it is so important. Don't feel bad. You need to take care of you first. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I completely agree. Again, look, the the the, the love keeps coming. You know, oh, thank you. Your weight loss is amazing, and the fact that you had the motivation is just incredible. Look, it takes a lot of motivation. It does. It's not easy. You know, I mean, my my sister's trying to get me. Try has tried to get me into that program. <laughs> All right, and I started it. I I went a week, and I was like, I don't want to do this. You know, so from if it it has to come with inside you, you know, you and mm -hmm. this is I mean, and look, let's let's be real here. I mean, we're speaking about, you know, Nicole's weight loss, you know, a lot. But, you know, it's it has to come from it has to come from in here. Your mm -hmm. mental state, your mental state is what has to change. You know, for you, you know, for you to do whatever it is you want to do in your case, you know, we're speaking weight, but, you know, it just, you know, if, if it's something else, you know, I mean, that's my current and existing inner battle. Yeah, Alex, I, 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 I agree with you. It has to come within you, yep. you know, and I, I have that battle. You know, I'm not going to sit here and lie. I mean, again, I'm not I'm, I'm not huge overweight. Can't. Can I tone up a little bit and get back to where I used to be? Yeah, I can. Uh, but it needs to come from in me. You know, I'm, am I all there mentally? I got a couple of loose screws, you know. <laughs> or, or maybe I don't have loose screws. Let, let's see if those people on YouTube could answer that one. Do I have loose screws? Or, or, or am I okay mentally, people? You know. But you know what? Again, it's one of those where we, you know, if you're not in it here, nothing in life is going to work out. Correct. You know, if you're, if you're battling these demons on a daily basis and you're not <laughs> talking to anybody, guess what? Yep. You know, it's not going to work out. Oh, boy. Let's see. <laughs> you need an overhaul. <laughs> Damn, Alex. Thanks. <laughs> you know. This, you know? this you, have to, you have to work on it all the time, right? Because... As you continue to go on whatever it is, let, let's just take weight loss out of the picture and anything that you're battling in your life. You have to continue to work this because there's always going to be a different stage of hard. Right now, let's say you're stage 
hard number one. And then when you pass number one, you have to go to stage hard number two. And when you pass number two and so on, and you're always going to be in a new stage. And if you're not continuing to develop your mindset, if you're not continuing to work on that, you're not going to make it because when it gets hard, you're going to tell yourself, this is hard. I don't want to do it. I can't do it. And guess what? That's going to become your reality. But when you're working on your mental health, when you're working on your development on yourself, and you're telling yourself, I am going to do this, I can do this, I'm strong enough, I'm worthy, you're going to make it to the next stage. And now in that stage, it's a new set of battles. It's a new set of demons. It's a new things that you got to continue to develop and grow in order to move on to the next step. And you have to continue to work on your mental health. This is not something that you do for a little while and it goes away. You have to continue to do that. Yeah, I, th I think it's, it's always going to be a work in progress. Yeah. Oh, wait. So, you know, it's always going to be a work in progress. It's, you know, it's not one of those things that, okay, I'm done. I can lay back. I mean, you might be able to lay back a little bit, you know, but you got to keep those squirrels running. You know, you got to always, you know, just be like, hey, look, you know what? I got to do this. All right, you know what? I didn't work out today. It's okay. It happens. Life gets in the way of things. But you got to jump back on that bandwagon. You know, that's and yeah. that's just what working out, you know. And I think it's just with everything in life. You know, yeah. just because it doesn't work out right now doesn't mean that it's not going to work out later. Exactly. You know? We're not we're not perfect and we're not looking for perfection, right? We're looking for progress. And it's okay if you had a bad day today. We're all entitled to have a bad day. You're not going to have rainbows and sunshines and unicorns every day. It's just it's just not like that. What? And you're not. <laughs> I mean, I try oh. to, but you know, you're going to have bad days and it's okay. You pick yourself up and tomorrow's another day. The great thing about it is that you have the community of people. You have the tools that you need. You're working on yourself that you know the tools that you got to use to get right back on, on track. And it's okay if you have a bad day. We all have bad days. There's nothing wrong with that. And I think that that's where we kick ourselves, right? When we're down, we're like, oh, and we start bashing. No. You need to take a deep breath and say, today was a bad day. Tomorrow's another day. And when tomorrow starts, you forget about what happened yesterday. That doesn't matter anymore because it's a new day and you keep going. Exactly, exactly. Oh, so where are we with your journey now? I think we, where am we I? covered. Yeah, where so, are you at with your journey? Yeah, so I kind of spilled the beans a little early, right? So I'm down 140 pounds. Um, I am mentally stronger. I, like I said, I do have my bad days and I'm still a work in progress, but I have a strong community of people who back me up. So when I'm down, they pick me up. I have my strong support system at home that I would be lost without them, honestly. Um, I'm in a way better place. And, it, and it's not even so much anymore of the physical because that was my main focus at the beginning, right? The physical and we all have to look a certain way. It's not even about that anymore. It's about that I up here feel good about myself. I up here feel strong. Um, I'm happy. It's not that facade where inside I'm dying and outside I'm giving you a smile. I mean, just like you saw, Frank, you were able to tell exactly what my picture said. And even um, I think it was Sabrina, no, who or somebody else, I'm not sure, that you could see the confidence in my other picture. You can see the difference in my smile. Lena, you can see the difference in my eyes, in my face. Like I even notice it. 
and I'm just in a better place and I know what I need to do whenever I fall off the wagon. And that's the difference now that I didn't have in the past. Oh yeah. boy. You see, uh, I'm not sure what her TikTok handle is guys, but I'm <laughs> sure she could tell us. All right. You have to go into her TikToks. Okay. That me, I do tell you, because let me tell you something. You guys want to get a laugh. Okay, I think she she learned what TikTok was, and it's a constant different show. Okay, I I don't really have TikTok, but I see her on the Instagram, a bunch of crazy stuff. People, you have to get her. You have to get her. I sent it to you, Frank, so you can share it. Yes, yes, because let me tell you something, that TikTok stuff is hilarious. That's my TikTok and my IG. So. Hold on. Yeah, you know where I'm at right now, now that you're mentioning the TikTok and all of that, I would have never, like the things that I do now and how I get on TikTok and how I um, do like a dance party, energize every morning before I do my workout and the silly things that I do, like I would only do that behind closed doors with close friends or family. And now since I have gotten into a place where I love myself and I've allowed that, that Nicole that has always been inside finally come out and I've gotten to the point where I don't give a fuck what people think about me. Sorry, but this is who I am. You either love me or you don't, and I'm okay with that. And that has been one of the processes that I have gone through because I always worried about what people thought. And I always tried to be the person that I really truly wasn't. And now that I have gotten to the place where I'm at to say, this is who I am. I love me and it's okay if you don't love me. I'm not meant for everybody but the people that I am meant for will be a part of my life. And now I'm just, I'm me to everybody and I don't care. So I have a great time. I'm so happy that I've gotten to that point to just be me. And I have made some amazing friends that have now become family to me. And I'm going to have to tell you, your sister is one of them. I love her to death because so, when I tell so, you. Hold on, watch this. Now I'm just going to make light of it. So, um, so she's become family. So what would you consider her? A cousin, a sister? She's like a sister to me. Oh, so I mean that now we're also related. Where we go. Ah, you're like you my see? brother. There you go. God, so I got to deal with Alex. All yep. right, I got to give you advice on, on Alex. Uh-oh, wait. I got to give you advice on Alex and, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Ay, ay, ay. You see what I start, guys. No, you know? but she she is like a sister to me because she she gives me my truth and she makes me take a step back. I might get bothered sometimes, but it's not in a bad way. It's in a good way. She makes me realize and I'm like, you know what? She's absolutely right. And she is my true friend because she will tell me how it is. And she'll tell me, I'm sorry if I went and I'm like, no. You are the only person, apart from my husband, who tells me how it is 100%. And that is a true friend to me, which is why I tell you she's family. She's like a sister to me because there's not too many people who will tell you, hey, get it together. Yeah, my sister has a tendency of doing that. And I really don't know where she's at, you know, because she was supposed to uh, 
be commenting on the show, so I and I even texted her the link. So I don't know what happened to her. She she got caught up in something, you know. And yeah, cause work. I, probably because I, you know, it was crazy how all this got started. You know, it's yeah. I had an episode last week with mental health, and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna go on with it. And I and I was just talking to my sister about it. I was like, dude, I gotta get a hold of Nicole. she's like what she's like yeah you know what i'll come on too and i could talk i was like no 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 i don't need you You, you're good you got that perfect lifestyle you know i i i'm I'm getting nicole on there you know but hey nikki thank you for sharing your story thank you for Um, having me i appreciate it i know that our listeners you know where wherever they came from you know, thank you for listening. Share, share this show. You know, share it with a friend. Share it with an enemy. Share it with a fremony. Your brothers, your sisters, your mom, your dads. It doesn't matter. Just share it. Get it out there that speaking it real speaks it real. All right. It doesn't matter, you know, what side of the fence you're on. It doesn't matter if I agree with you or you don't. You know what? We're going to listen to you. All right. And if I disagree with you, I'm going to tell you. Like, I disagreed with Alex on something. And you know what? I didn't call him an asshole. You know? <laughs> I just said, hey, you know what, dude? I disagree with you. And you know what? It's all good. Because okay. that's, what this, that's, that's what this show's about. It's about speaking things out, you know, and whether, whether we agree, whether we don't agree, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, you know what? We're so friends. Actually, I'm sorry. I'm not friends with him anymore. Not, not, now he's my brother-in-law. Gosh. <laughs> All right. So, you know, that's what this show is. You know, we speak it real. We don't beat around the bush. I'm going to tell you, hey, this is how it goes. I, re- I read through the lines. Oh, gosh, Alex. Yes. You know, so, guys, you know what? I know it's probably Nick Nicole's first time hearing the show. Well, actually, she's even part of it. I know it's Alex's first time being on the show and you know what you see this shows this shows his dedication to you not to me you know no this is um an amazing show i am so happy because i think that we need more of this people you're going to reach out to so many people through this so i'm so grateful and appreciative that you had me on here i'm grateful to all the listeners so thank you no thank you um keep Stay tuned on Friday. We're still going to be in the mental health kind of way. Um, we have a special show on Friday. It's pretty much, um, I don't want to spill the beans, but come show on Friday. Come to the show on Friday. Listen to us. You're going to see what this show is going to be about. We're going to go into the nitty gritty of when you live a certain lifestyle how you gonna break the news to people and how they take it? I got hopefully both sides of the fence, you know. So you know what? Come listen to us. Come check us out on Friday. We're gonna have a killer show. With that being said, you might agree with what we're speaking, or you might disagree with what we're speaking, but we will always speak it real. See you guys on Friday. Wait. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you. Uh, Stay on. Don't go nowhere.
The college football season is coming back, and we got you covered on every game. We're breaking it down on each snap all season long. Catch us every week starting on August 4th. Joe McGuire, Sean Scanlon, Jace Garcia, and yours truly, Obi Muniz, giving you the highlights, predictions, and current rankings. Visit our website at hhwshow.com and subscribe to our YouTube channel. It's all four downs, part of the CMG Sports Podcast Network. Oh, bye.